welcome to That's a Chunky. This is uh, the sort of JV Dangerous Knights crew. Um, <laughs> J-Rod, King of the Slams, who's a really good guy. He doesn't do that anymore. <laughs> um, we also have James from uh, our favorite Twitter account, ITYSL underscore memes. How you doing tonight, James? Doing great. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Um, we are going to try to do some um, top five lists. Uh, and we're going to see where we're at right now. I think we're going to have more overlap than we think. But um, Jared, why don't you just jump in? I, I think you could go from five to one. All right. Let's um, talk about, so, and you could talk as much as you want about your top five. So I'm leaving out two very tough sketches, uh, which I thought for sure would be in my top five, but they're just, they didn't make it. Uh, that's Cough and Flop. Mm. And... The ghost tour. All right, turn his mic off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It really pains me, but I think the five I have ahead of it are really solid. Uh, uh, So I'm going to go with five is driver's ed or tables, which a lot of people have made their number one. I'm starting to see why. I did not get in on the ground floor with this one, but it's shot up my ranks. And uh, Patty Harrison's amazing and. Tim's like uh, growing anger throughout it. Like just the, the shots of him when he's like, just he's feeling like, like that either something annoying happened in the video or he feels the kids are starting to lose. And then I, I love the idea of like, I'm going to turn off the, uh, the light to make you put your head down. And then like, you want to have to walk, walk everywhere the rest of your life. Um, yeah. I think that just got up the ranks for me for Jamie taco. Uh, I think it's, it's a very tucking sketch. It's a hilarious concept. I thought the acting is great. I, I, a scene that I keep sticking my head is the husband when he like pretends to be like a moose and he puts his head in his like bowl of milk, <laughs> which is like, <laughs> and the wife just cracks up laughing. I, I just can't imagine what the hell that is, but it's like, I guess it shows, I mean, it shows the depth of their love. So I'll give it to them. Um, and I just think, you know, Jamie Taco uh, is just, yeah, he's great. And then the main guy, I think, is phenomenal. And I, I even love the the poker game to start, um, which is supposed to be a sleepover, which I think is a great, great deal. <laughs> uh, three, three is Carl Havoc. Uh, I think about this one a lot. I, I, I don't know. And it, it helps that on Twitter, there's just a ton of, like, artwork and stuff of him. And I think there's a, a, a produced Halloween costume of him now uh, that I saw on someone's feed. I don't um, think that's real yet until um, our oh, newest guest, Reggie from Swayze, makes it happen. Um, yeah, you got to make that happen, Reggie. <laughs> um, I love just the, the character is great. Like, there's too much fucking shit on me. Like, the existential crisis he has. Like, what does that do for the greater good? Which is like just a great line to shout out. Uh, or he's like, no, I thought it was interesting. I mean, like, I, I think Carl Havoc, it, I, I think about that one probably more than any other. Uh, two is the courtroom, um, the hat with safari flaps. Uh, insider trading. Insider trading. Uh, it does it for me every time. The cadence <laughs> of it is great. The acting is great. His character in it is great. Uh, just, it's, yeah, I think it's just genius. It's a genius concept, and it's executed perfectly. And number one, Crashmore. It's uh, it's at the top of the pyramid for me. I think Biff Whiff is phenomenal in it. 
I think the action scenes are hilarious. I think the the dialogue is like a 15 out of 10 um, for an action movie. He's great. I mean, like his delivery in both the the movie part of it and then the interview is just like, it's great. It's great. I, it's It's been in my top for a while now, but that's my top five. I uh, definitely got some eye rolls uh, from my wife when I was swimming in a pool the other day and it, like a water gun became available and I was just like, oh, I love this gun. <laughs> you knew I love this gun. Yeah. Can't wait to shoot that fucker. Uh, I'm not wrong. Everyone else is. Um, society's wrong. Um, all right. Uh, I'm just going to throw out that top five. Very solid. There's no surprises. And I don't, we, I don't think any of us, we were not doing this to create any controversy. Um, so I think it's a great list. Um, and I think we're going to have a lot of overlap. So let's move. Uh, James, can you read us okay right now? Yeah. Uh, shall I go ahead with my top five? Yes, sir. So uh, I have, so uh, just as a, a forewarning, I have a, a blanket policy on my Twitter account that I don't rank the sketches because my policy is that they're all tied at number one mm, and that true. ranking the sketches is inevitably an impossible feat that only ends up with people being mad at you for, because uh, cause every <laughs> sketch is someone's favorite. <laughs> So, so with that said, uh, I'm doing my top five based on uh, how memeable they have been oh, and currently are. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, all right. So, so uh, number five is the ghost tour. Um, mm -hmm. I think that one, uh, there's a lot of like, uh, a lot of, well, uh, blue catchphrases that uh um can be used in a lot of situations and also i i just think um the uh, tim's crying reaction is uh, a really <laughs> valuable meme especially when he reluctantly raises his hand to ask the last <laughs> question at the end uh, perfect. um then for number four i have the insider trading sketch mostly because of the uh the fedora with safari flaps um as <laughs> just like an uh, incredibly memeable piece of clothing uh <laughs> but the dice in his pocket is also incredibly good there's a oh lot of God. good like reaction gifs in that gifs however you want to pronounce it um and yeah so so that's a, a very memeable one uh number three i have sloppy steaks um, I think just just the entire concept of sloppy steaks is uh, a meme in itself, and then there's a lot of uh, very repeatable, reusable um, phrases when he's in the uh, in the party at the beginning half, and then the entire piece set to music in the second half uh, is is great the waiters coming up saying no sloppy steaks guys uh <laughs> all of it is great um number two is dan flashes mm. which i think was maybe one of the one of the sketches that uh got memed and referenced the most 
uh, especially like in the first yeah. couple of weeks. Basically, any time anybody wore a shirt that wasn't a solid color, there was a Ben Flash's <laughs> reference about it. Um, the sketch is great. The yelling at Doug is great. And the oh concept God. of the Dan Flash's shirt is is great. And I think there's going to be a lot of legs uh, uh, with that sketch long term. And then the number one memeable sketch has to be uh, Carl Havoc. I think yeah. the I Don't Want to Be Around Anymore is, yeah. uh, I think, just like a uh very relatable feeling for a lot of people especially uh recently and i think i think the uh the idea of uh the, the before after comparison of of um carmine Luguzio being really excited about his <laughs> uh, makeup costume and then the reaction of him being uh, having too much shit on him uh, yeah. afterward is a great sort of before after of feeling like you were excited about something and it actually turned out to be terrible. <laughs> um, so I think that has to be the, the number one memeable, at least right now. I, I am holding out though the possibility that, you know, there's maybe a late surge from another sketch uh, that could rise the ranks of the memes. The, the four honorable mentions right now are uh, the table sketch, the mm -hmm. uh, diner wink with Bob Odenkirk, uh, the calico cut pants, and coffin flop are all four very yeah. like uh, they're sort of waiting to be memed more. I think there's a lot of uh, wealth of stuff in those, so that's my so that's my ranking. I have some reactions. One is that. James, you're the least controversial person ever. You said, <laughs> every, not only did you say everyone tied for first, but you also said GIF or JIF, which is like the yeah, ultimate that's a big battle of the world. Yeah, so that's I, a real I, big battle. I appreciate, I appreciate people like you in the world. Um, <laughs> I do want to riff on the Dan Flashes thing. Uh, we talked about it, people who've already listened to the episode we I just published, um, about how the sort of I. I think you should leave meme world is bleeding into worlds where most people don't even understand. So an example is um, my wife was reading the bachelors subreddit today. Um, they have a contestant on the show. It says, does anyone know where Ivan's shirt is from? So, you know, it has a floral pattern it's kind of loud. So somebody wrote Dan flashes. It's $700 at Dan flashes. It's all this <laughs> stuff. So this poor person wrote, how do people afford a $700 shirt. So somebody, might be somebody close to me, wrote, shut the fuck up, Doug, you fucking skunk. Um, yeah, that was me. Um, and then the poor woman just replies back, oh my god, I'm so confused. <laughs> um, so I did a little Carl Havoc uh, prank on her. Um uh, but to segue in, we're going to get, uh, we have Reggie from uh, the Swayze and Etsy shop. We're going to get his top five, but I have good news for you, Reggie. We just interviewed uh, Sham Kara, who's one of the members of the Dangerous Knights crew. Um, and we told him about your print and he uh, definitely wants a copy of it. So I'm going to connect you guys um, so we can get a little product placement. Um if that's something you're interested in. <laughs> can you hear me okay? We can't hear you. Oh, we can't hear you. So 
sorted out. No worries. Uh, in the meantime, uh, I have been very lucky to been having some correspondence with Steve Moulton, um, the amazing actor who's one half of the Turbo team. So he really wanted to come on tonight, but because he's in LA and he's an actor, he probably had much better things to do. Um, so, but he was nice enough to send along a list. So I'm going to read his list right now. Um, and Reggie, you can give a check whenever you want, if you just want to make sure that we can hear you. Uh, how about um, Perfect. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to read his five, but then we'll get into yours. All right. So um, I'm going to go word for word uh, to honor the creativity. The more I try to think of it, the harder it is to choose. But these five keep rising to the top. So he uses weird numbers, but you guys will figure out. Five, cough and flop. The monologue is great, and it unfolds at such a beautiful pace. Every time I watch Tim say, I didn't do fucking shit. I didn't rig shit. I get a little closer to cry laughing. And the fact that they had staged so many funerals and flops, which are only visible for one or two seconds, is just glorious. Show them nude. Um, so he says uh, 55, which I think we're going to call four when I do the math. Detective Crashmore. I almost want to hate it, but when I first saw the reveal that Crashmore is played by Santa Claus, uh, as if that's just something that happens, I lost my shit. The whole sketch is basically saying this movie is nuts and this protagonist should not be celebrated. And then Santa Claus plays them. I wonder if they ever <laughs> knocked around the idea of referencing that time when Santa gave that copier so early. Mm, interesting. Oh, yeah. Good point. Uh, 555 tables. Uh, any sketch that includes the line, you don't know how to treat the Crypt Keeper is an automatic winner in my book. Uh, 5,555. I don't know the title of the sketch, but the one where Paul Hauser is feeling guilty about being at the poker game when he could be with his amazing wife, mm -hmm. especially since the poker party is supposed to turn into a grown man sleepover. Just priceless. <laughs> Um, I think he has a number one that uh, no one else is going to have, but that's one thing I love about the show. Uh, 0.4, not a blues brother, brothers. At first time wow. I watched it, I was home with my mm. wife and she screamed when that second dog came running into the mix. <laughs> yeah, I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to imagine that dog belongs to Carl Havoc and he's outside somewhere yelling into his phone about his dog is loose. Walk slowly. <laughs> um, that's the email so uh, uh, just a big thank you to Steve Moulton uh, for sending that in that's amazing to read um, yeah well, I, I, even, I need to think about the Blues Brothers one more I mean the image of the other dog like attacking the screen which was in the trailer um, I feel like it would have been more impactful if it wasn't in the trailer like because you knew something mm -hmm. like that was coming Yeah, but um, but it's good I mean <laughs> He's crying again, again, a theme of crying. He's crying when he takes the glasses off to talk to the dog. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's a good sketch. They're all good. I, I think in that one, the uh, the sequence where he's uh, begging his girlfriend to raise the volume <laughs> and she's like, she like kind of looks sadly and kind of shakes her head and, <laughs> and he like begs her more and she reaches over <laughs> really reluctantly and raises it up as like a, a very... Uh, funny sequence to me also i think she would get runner up as the best spouse behind um yeah the, the jamie taco jamie taco wife, spouse, yeah, like yeah. She's like we, best spouse ever i mean yeah, yeah. Well, I, I say, except I, for I your know, wife bob Jared. odenkirk, yeah. bob odenkirk's oh, yeah. wife in that oh, yeah, sketch is also oh yeah she's, she's, <laughs> she's great. gonna get better she's, she's gonna get better yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I had a poster over my wall, and she and I didn't want to marry her. She would have been God. man. I would like the joy he brought me in that, and the sadness when he collapsed on the set of Better Call Saul. Like it was just such a whirlwind. I'm glad he's okay. He seems to be doing a lot better. Can I blow your mind? Um, Bob Odenkirk's (laughs) wife is Tim Robinson's manager. Whoa. What? Yeah, and she's in a management company, and the other member. Um, I just say this because of the comedy connections, but the other uh, p- partner in the in the management firm is was married to Nadine Velasquez, who is Sophia on the League. So just like an oh, interesting yeah. comedy <laughs> spin, a lot of lot of comedy marriages um, going on there. All right, uh, Reggie, welcome to the show. You've been very patient. Um, <laughs> no, thanks for having me back. My um, pleasure. We, we love to have you. Um, and we're ready for your top five whenever you are. All right. Um, quite a bit of overlap. I, I sort of broke down my um, my top five plus honorable mention list by there's a few that were just instant hits to me um, on first watch and still are. And so they're they're They can't make they're, they're the top tier of my of my top five. And in the second tranche of this top list i have these up-and-comers that the more i watch them the more i'm get, the more i can appreciate them okay um, so uh are we counting up or down how, how we how let's go from that? five to one all right um okay um and then i'll get to my honorable mentions i guess all right so number five um clears uh the claire's ear piercings oh yeah it's a good one and the at first i didn't quite get it um and then uh i think i i don't know where i read some comments about it and i watched it again and i i understood a little bit more of what it was trying to do is that who gets their ears pierced two two <laughs> types of people like 10 year old girls and uh midlife crisis men and <laughs> the the video is about what are they scared of and the 10 year old girl is scared of you know is it gonna hurt you know and the middle-aged <laughs> man is scared of you know, his relationships, you know, kind of getting stale, caring for his elderly parents, you know, <laughs> dying with regret. Uh, so um, on repeat viewings, I uh, that one just shot up from being kind of really low down. Um, if it was possible to rank these, I, I agree with James that they're all tied for number one in, in some way. Yeah. Also, um, that, that actor, I believe his name is Richard Wharton, yeah. is amazing. <laughs> uh in that sketch yeah yeah uh yeah so uh so claire's ear piercings um with a bullet and uh for me that that was um you know uh, it it rose through the ranks with repeat viewings um number four uh dave's poop double Uh, (laughs) oh wow okay um again at first watch i thought it was hilarious the premise is just so absurd. Um, <laughs> I had to watch I, when when season two came out. That's one of the ones that I had to rewind. Rewind. <laughs> I had to go back <laughs> and say, like, what just happened with that? Like, was that? Did I really catch what happened there? Um, and the the Luca character that Tim does, like, with his that haircut. And just the, the <laughs> look on his face the whole time, like just the acting is phenomenal. Both of the two actors sitting with 
um, there's uh, Dave and the guy that who looks a lot like Dave, especially <laughs> when he's when he crab walks, which I'm trying to, I don't know what that means still. <laughs> so did it, was he instructed when he has to come over to, to go take a dump that he has to do it stealthily and sort of hug the wall? Um, yeah. But, so those details that as on repeat viewings, the fact that they, they cracked me up you know, every time keeps this in the, in the top five list. Um, yeah, and, and I can keep dissecting that one. I'm really, you know, um, uh, we, I, think, I think we might have to have you on for that that episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> There's a lot going on. But the, just the logistics of it and how he how he had to recruit someone like it's, it's a lot I think going the, on. Another great part of that is just the, the interlude when you ask for a moment to. I think yeah, he yeah. says like collect my thoughts. And he's like and negotiating he, like a Craigslist the, transaction. Yeah, or something. yeah. The, and the entire like. Uh, his mannerisms and what he says and how he like reads out the text as he's <laughs> typing it is it's not like really a funny thing but it's so perfectly accurate to what people do that it is funny even though he's just texting about like yeah. you know come to me whatever on his phone yeah. the complete lack <laughs> of self-awareness is, is amazing yeah. yeah um okay number three um i have uh Insider trading, which I think, yep. Jared, when I, when I dialed in, I think you were already, that, that was on your yeah. list, and I know it's on James. Oh, yeah. List, um, it was number two on mine, yeah. Okay. Um, number two. Yeah, still. <laughs> number two is the sketch Reggie just talked about. Yeah, if I'd planned this better, I would have said that as number two. Um, uh, for all the same reasons that you guys have mentioned, um, it's still funny every time. Uh, you know, just the look on Tim's face. Yeah. Something that he can become a different character. I know it's the same yeah. guy, um, but a different you forget. actor. forget. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, forget how that goes. Uh, but his his face in that skit, he looks like this. He has this just blank doofus look on his face that is unique to that character. That um, he can just pull it off of just. You know, so few lines, but each line totally kills. With well, what the hell? And don't yeah, do the voice. Quit fucking with it. Don't yeah, do I the know. voice. Don't, don't do, do the, the voice. voice. <laughs> <laughs> when they object to relevance, he's like, fine. Like, <laughs> so, my, and my favorite line from that sketch is uh, nobody said shit. Nobody said shit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I, I think the camera's on him when uh, I, 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 you know, I think I play back in my head, and, and I don't know if it's on him then, but just I'm imagining him hearing this playback of that meeting as it was seen by everybody else, and and nobody said shit. Like no one, because <laughs> <laughs> the hat, you know, they, they couldn't keep the hat. Um, so that was number three. Um, number two. Oh no, that was number two. Um, so number number one. Wait, wait. I, did did I miss one? one? Claire's. I did. I did Claire's poop double insider trading. Okay, no, that's okay. Um, so I have uh, Carl Havoc again. Same same reasons yeah. that um, you all said. I was watching it again recently, and uh, I was at a place where I shouldn't have been laughing out loud. And I got to the part where he's entering the mall and, and starting his existential crisis. And um, I think of the part where they said the producer was telling him, like, 
take that person's tray. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, why? Like, what? <laughs> you know, you thought it was funny. You know, was that? I don't know if that was the funny one, but when that kicks off and he begins his, you know, his meltdown, um, <laughs> uh, it still cracks me up, and I was I ended up laughing um, inappropriately as um, in, in in the location that I was watching it with my headphones on. Uh, <laughs> Um, and number one for me was Ghost Tour. Um, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's an easy hit right away. It was, um, you know, it had laughs from the very first viewing. I, w- I knew it was coming from the, the trailer um, alone yeah. about, you know, these, you know, and these fuckers pop out of the fucking wall. Um, <laughs> uh, so at first viewing, it, it's, it's hilarious. And then on repeated viewings, when I realized that, he was following rules and yeah. <laughs> you watch him get clarity on those rules from the uh from the tour guide and he kind of not he nods an acknowledgement it's like we, you know, he's like please please keep comments and questions related to the ghost tour and he nods like yeah. oh yeah okay got it yeah and so if it. you notice yeah. after that you know, <laughs> he asked all of his they're all in the form of a question about the ghost tour <laughs> So he's he's doing it right. Um, yeah. So by the way, mind, you know, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, like a so we talk about Biff Whiff sort of had to like be a great actor so that Santa wasn't a great actor. So um, the tour guide, I think his name's Alex Aono. I'm not sure I'm saying his name right. I believe he's like a pretty well known musician. Yeah. His he has to be a good actor to play someone who's like campy and like when yeah. he does the, whenever yeah. the hell yeah. I mean the first time well, I yeah, watched yeah. it I was like wait did he just like was he not good in his reading there and then like the second time I was like oh no he's that's a very yeah, intentional yeah, choice yeah. it's really good or as we call it the dying room yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have to throw out I'm hoping part of my goal for the show was that some of our listeners are at home right now saying these lists are horrible. Um, what are these guys <laughs> talking about? Uh, so I do want to encourage. We actually yeah. get. I actually owe a couple voicemails a play on the show, um, but I I do think I love getting voicemails from listeners. They're amazing. Um, you guys can call the show. I'm gonna I'm gonna speak slowly. Um, you type these numbers into your phone with no spaces in between. Um, <laughs> it's nine seven eight two four two seven three two zero every voicemail i get that uh in which someone doesn't threaten to kill the president i will put on the next episode <laughs> um and if so, you do threaten to kill the president we will keep that to use against you if you that's true your sandwich right yeah like we keep those i'm joking speaking <laughs> of which that was that was my uh my honorable mention I, my two honorable mentions were uh you know the professor yerabe yeah and it's um, you know, over the course of one meal, these students who, you know, looked up to him for years, lost total respect for him <laughs> yeah, within, within a matter of 15 minutes. Like, I love yeah. that premise. Um, it's at so first good. I thought it was like, oh, it was okay. You know, I guess it's a, a gag. He's eating the burger. But then again, repeat viewings. There's, you know, just that premise of someone that you hold in high esteem go, you know, completely and yeah to someone that you give just, it all give it all away yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you can it's, no longer even look it's funny how you can like anymore. build up so much goodwill and it can go really quickly <laughs> I actually i had a coworker in the past that 
I think at the point my my respect for this person was slipping, and then I saw them do something which is fairly fairly innocuous, like their the soda machine wasn't taking their money, and they took someone's soda out of the fridge and like put the money on the table, and I was like, oh fuck no, that's uh. not allowed. <laughs> like, <it was> like <laughs> I just I was like that person's a bad person. All right, so um, I'm, I'm just I'm not um, sure you can do that. I'm gonna yeah, get into my list. I'm gonna go that, yeah. pretty quickly. Um, and I do have one that hasn't been picked yet. Um, that was really like a recent thing that just it's been killing me as I watch it. But um, at number five, I have the Dan Flashes sketch. Um, I just love the sustained anger, and I also love when he's screaming and then he just goes, "I did though." That just (laughs) kills me every time. Um, And also, we were we were lucky to uh, interview the actor who plays Doug, um, who is just a treasure. I mean, that man is is so good in that scene when he yells back at him. Um, My number four, my number four, which is my surprise one. I have been really loving the Cosmos date um, with Tim Heidecker. Yeah. That shit has been cracking me up. Uh, just his, I love his reactions when the other tables are getting heckled. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, and uh, it just <laughs> cracks me up. Um, Heidecker is a genius. And and I, I've had people say to me, like, I, I couldn't really get into Tim and Eric. And it's like, I think that's kind of the point is like, they're making some challenging comedy, but they're pushing the limits. They're trying to do new stuff. And when it really hits, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, my number three, which uh, I was really happy to see it as much uh, as we did tonight is the Jamie taco sketch. Um, I will throw out that when Nick Azarian uh, as Jamie taco is doing his lines on stage, I think it's so brilliant because I don't actually think he's saying them faster. He's just saying them in a way which makes him like impossible to be interrupted when yeah. he's like, I got a bottle of Yeah, it's like it's total nonsense, it's not faster, it's just weird. And uh, I think the way he delivers it is so magical. Um, and then when um, Paul Hauser um, gets, gets his line back, the way he screams it is just legendary. So, um, that's one that could even go higher for me. But number two, I have Crashmore. Uh, again, Jared and I have talked about how much we love Crashmore. It is just a total Crash. I love Crashmore. Um, not to mention the um, actor who plays the interviewer, uh, Wesley. Is, <laughs> I think he's really good. I think the two his two co-stars are really yeah. good because they don't even have they don't even get to speak in the interview. Yeah, they never speak. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's something subtly amazing about the way they react to Santa just with total disdain. Right. Um, <laughs> and then uh, number one, which I've watched this sketch by far more than any other sketch, and it is not even close to getting old for me, uh, is Coffin Flop. Um, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's great. It's great. When he delivers the line, I'll kill you. And just like, wait, you're talking to like the subscriber of a cable company who you're hoping will back you up. Um, and the I didn't rig shit. Uh, yeah. It's just wild. Talk. Um, so um, using board account, most people are familiar with the board account voting system, which is like a first place vote is five points down to a fifth place vote is one point kind of make it sense it's like nba mvp stuff um according to our consensus here 
Uh, and I, when I hear this version, it all makes total sense because I didn't pick all these sketches, but they're all great. Um, Carl Havoc is the favorite amongst us, followed by Crashmore. Um, insider Trading, third. I didn't pick it, but it's a, the premise in the comedy writing is unbelievable for that. Um, Jamie Taco is number four, and we do have a tie for fifth between Cough and Flop and the Ghost Tour. Generally, what what I expected. Um, yeah, I'm going to try to talk a little more with you guys about just some some superlatives. Um, but I I just I got this amazing message on Instagram to the That's a Chunky account from Scott Pendleton. Um, it just kind of blew my mind. It might have hit one of you guys already, but uh, it said, want to float a theory by you guys. Do you think the play from the Jamie Taco sketch is the stage version of the movie from the baby shower oh, sketch in season one? Damn. Not sure okay. if I'm the first to think of this. Said a couple of other layers. Nobody is wearing a fedora in the play because he sold them all for the gift bags, <laughs> but they are wearing slick back black wigs anyway keep up the good work love the pod actually nice. there is a fedora in the play there is I one there was yeah, too. yeah yeah yeah, uh, I, yeah I, I, um, I know this too. i know this theory and i looked into this as well and uh there there's a frame where someone is coming into the, into the stage and uh <laughs> it, it almost it, for a minute if you blink you think there's flaps in the back of the fedora um, <laughs> oh, not, wow. not even not even kidding wow that. that would be um, but I, yeah i love that theory i want to believe that's true i um, i also I, I had seen that theory another thing i i thought about you know there's the line about where's my fajul uh <laughs> and you know that's a little bit like of a uh you know it's an italian dish but you could see that maybe the original version involved like meatballs um like because oh, yeah. you know you could use like a thousand plastic meatballs uh in in that as the dish that he's asking for so i could i could definitely see this being the case yeah okay yeah i loved getting that and i i need to examine it more yeah, it checks out um, it yeah it seems to check out all right i was gonna open these for just a general discussion but we have like five minutes so i'm gonna throw out one like an answer to my own question and you guys can tell me if anything is like better than that one okay um so for like best premise of a sketch um Ooh. okay i think i and again we haven't you guys haven't researched this so like we're just kind of going off the top of our head um i think like insider trading and crash more maybe have the best premises for a sketch um but if anyone has any ideas i was just like doing this before we shot uh before we logged on um any any thoughts jared looks like he's squirming a little bit i can't argue with that yeah you know they're great i i think um i think jamie taco like let me just throw it out i mean so it's a dude's poker night be a sleepover (laughs) and then they're all just talking shit about their wives you know just random like banter and then you know this guy says something and then he just regrets it and then flashback is his wife supporting him at like his biggest challenge or whatever, which is Jamie Taco speaking too fast to take his lines at a community <laughs> theater play. Like, and then, and then he just realizes, okay, I, I shouldn't have said that about my wife. And then he just has to leave the, the sleepover. And then all the guys get upset because he never stays for the sleepover. I, I mean, like, come on, like, 
That is yeah, like that's pretty great. That's an, an insane concept for. I mean, trust me, Santa Claus playing in an action movie. Like, I get it, but I mean, Jamie Taco is like, it, it's crazy. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is. Yeah, and it's like that sketch. I, I almost like call it less a premise and more like it just has a very. <laughs> hilarious like narrative to it yeah that's yeah. A, it's a great pick yeah yeah um, yeah i I, th I think i i would say there's there's like two sides of of best like premise for a sketch there's like that one and also the uh like insider trading are both sort of like there's a lot happening in the sketch and that's what makes it so funny is like you know there's many layers of what's interesting about the premise but there's also the the version of that uh, where it, it's basically just like the entire sketch is a single concept, which is funny without very without being very complicated. And for that one, I think the one we haven't talked about is the the guy who doesn't know how to drive. Just, oh, yeah, just the, I love that one. the reaction of someone saying like, "Don't you fucking know how to drive?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> like just just playing that out that's that's the whole concept but it's it's like a, a funny very simple idea and, and like you don't want to help me yeah. uh, it's so great you just want to yell uh one one i want to throw out uh does anybody feel like they like a sketch that you suspect others don't like and i'm just gonna throw out we don't even have to examine these but um i feel i think little buff boys is funny and i feel like yeah. no one else does no i'm with you i, I yeah that's that's coming up that's an up and comer on my list too. Um, I think Sam just makes you know totally pulls it off with the with the song <laughs> and chugging out of the giant jug, <laughs> uh, and then just the uncomfortable position of the president of the company who has to get called oh. up and sat there to judge little <laughs> so boys' good. bodies. It's just so it's just so absurd that uh, yeah. It's uh, again it it's. It, it stands repeat viewings. It's holding up well for me. Um, and it's, uh, it's Sam totally, you know, uh, nails it with his, uh, with his character there. Anybody else? I'd say, so this isn't necessarily one of my favorites, but I think a lot of people, uh, have the credit card roulette one ranked as one of the bottom ones. And oh, I've like watched that. that a couple more times recently and it's really grown on me a lot. And I, I think it was just initially jarring because uh, it's basically a Tim Robinson character, but not played by Tim Robinson yeah. in that sketch. And I think that's a little bit like of a, a weird thing for people when they first see it. But I think the sketch actually is, is very funny and there's, some good little uh i think you should leave classic like odd moments and individual lines that that are very funny yeah yeah, yeah john john early is very funny and he's very funny yeah. off uh not on i think you should leave as well um yeah. i also just the the repeated line of i lived in egypt for a month is <laughs> so <laughs> it's so good uh, he did he did think, he lived in egypt for a month <laughs> I lived in Egypt for a month. Um, all right, so we we are running out of time. I did have a couple other things, but my goal is to do more of these roundtables. Um, and yeah, I think next it. we'll be going to like maybe top five or ten 
quotable lines from season two. I think that's where we're going next. Um, I do want to give, uh, again, the voicemail 978-242-7320. Tell us why our lists are horrible and why why yours is good. Or just say it in a nice way and just be like, this is my top five. Um, James is at ITYSL underscore memes. It's hilarious. It's the only thing that makes me get on Twitter because I'm the weird guy who hates Twitter. Um, <laughs> and uh, Reggie, you have like a billion reviews on uh, Etsy. Um, the shop's doing amazing. He has actual Dan Flash's shirts. Uh, which my wife won't let me buy and wear to my job because I think it could out, it could out me as host of the show. Um, so I'm not going to do that. Um, but get on Etsy. Uh, the shop Swayzine is S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E. Uh, and I just want to thank you guys all for making it tonight. All right. Thank you. Yeah, and, thanks for having and, me. This is and fun. thanks. Yeah, thanks to um, Big Steve Moulton, who um, we're just praying ends up on season three when it happens. Yes. Absolutely. Have a great night, guys. All right. Thanks, yeah. thanks guys. Take care. Bye. Hey, the That's a Chunky Podcast. This is Danny from the Denim Boys again. I just wanted to call to say sorry for telling your listeners to listen to the Denim Boys instead of your podcast. That was rude of me and it was out of turn. And really, I was just panicking uh, as, you know, I think this is the first time I've left a voicemail in, God knows, years, I would say. So, yeah, I just wanted to offer my sincerest apologies. I'm, frankly, beat red in the face with embarrassment. So, um, and I know I said that I love you and I am in love with you, and I stand by that. Um, So, yeah, I guess, I don't know. I mean, if you guys want to call me back sometime, I could play your song or whatever. Uh, I like that. Um, and again, this is uh, already going off the rails, so I'm just going to sign off and say, hey, keep rocking and rolling, baby. I love you. Hey, guys, this is Larry uh, from Michigan. I uh, just recently found your show, and I'm glad that I did. The, the actor interviews have been great. Uh sketch that's grown on me is Credit Card Roulette. Uh, John Early is great. Um, I love when he just yells, fuck, I should have lied. And uh, and then the whole exchange where he asks Linda if she's still dating that bad guy. Um, her her uh, facial expressions are, are great. Um, that's it. Thanks, guys. I don't want Bluetooth. Voice activated lights I don't want satellite radio I don't want extra cup holders All I want is a good steering wheel that doesn't fly upward of driving You have no good car ideas You have to marry your mother-in-law You have no good car ideas You have to marry your mother-in-law camera
their money, the bones are 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 their money.